CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. Be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all. Make sure to catch... <laughs> All right. I got to make it convincing. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What y'all doing tonight? <laughs>
Good evening, and a particularly dark Monday evening to you, wherever you may be, and welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's replicant-friendly community radio station, CITR, your voice on 101.9 on your FM dial here. We broadcast at 590 watts. And for the record, according to our license, that is the approximate average. I can give you the full range, but that is a detail that I will spare you. You can always just swing by the station and get the exact stuff there. So we broadcast from unseen Musqueam territory here from the student nest on campus here at UBC, and our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland of British Columbia. From Squamish in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, West across the Salish Sea, and I almost pronounced that properly. I appreciate all the phonetics with the S's and the shits. West across the Salish Sea, where our frequency duels our friends over at UVIC CFUV, then east into the Fraser Valley. And all these places, but wherever else the internet takes you, you can find us on the web at www.citr.ca. My name is is Gak, and I'll be your skin job here for the next two hours, so allow me to set up this apparatus in front of you as I ask you questions about your mother. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live right now, wherever you may be. Area code is 604-822-2487. That spells out 604-U-B-C-C-I-T-R. And if you're calling from wherever, remember that since we are in North America, one is our country code. However, please bear in mind that we are doing everything live here, so do keep it short and sweet and to the point. You can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Questions, comments, feedback, submissions, requests, do give it time. We're not able to do everything as quickly as you'd think sometimes. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name. You can follow me on Twitter at 100air. Just posted or tweeted a little something to at least give an indication of what's going on. Although hopefully the dots are becoming somewhat clear. And we start off with new music from Fever Ray. From her second album, Plunge, eight years after her self-titled debut, we heard Falling. Fever Ray is the work of Karen Dreyer, most famous for being one half of the Swedish electronic act The Knife. They disbanded back in 2014, and Plunge just came out a couple weeks ago only minimal warning via an advanced single known as To the Moon and Back with a very freaky video. Dreyer has been known for her immense performance art, which includes provocative makeup. In this case, kind of waking up from a coma and makeup everywhere. Similar to the knife, Fever Ray explores as many controversial themes lyrically, and this time around, mostly bent around the concepts of love and pleasure, but still continues the pitch-shifting vocals and other confrontational sounds, but still working in a pop mold. And yeah, Plunge remains very much a surprise, so expect me to share more music from it over the next few months. As we digest it, we're not going to get too much information from the press, because uh, most of the Knife are hesitant to give really much in the way of interviews. Hopefully. The tours in the work in some ways. But we heard a brief classical snippet before falling, and that was the legendary film scorer John Williams with his fanfare 
for the Lad Company. And that was a production house in the 80s known for releasing films like Chariots of Fire, The Right Stuff, Once Upon a Time in America, and Police Academy 1 and 2. And the logo for the Lad Company featured the digitized tree. And it also opened up before one other important film. First, what's in the background here? This is Herman Schwartz from the 2006 EP, Just Like Another Bad Film. This song is Replicants Suffering. This is a cover of Vongelez's end titles from his seminal score to the 1982 film Blade Runner. Also a Lad Company feature, and some of what I mentioned before circles back what we'll listen to later on. Blade Runner recently had a sequel directed by Denis Villeneuve, set 30 years after the original film, hence the 2049 in the title. So we still have plans on profiling Hans Zimmer and Benjamin Wallfish's score to that, but that's for next week. This week, we'll go back to the past future of 2019 as part one, or prequel. So it's time for a little Blade Runner. And back in the early days, almost 10 years ago now, <laughs> so old. <laughs> one of the first profiles as Radio Free Gak was tied to Blade Runner. But we'll put a little bit more meat on the bones here. So we'll talk about some of the uh, weird releases of both the film and the soundtrack. And of course, the monstrous influence the film and score have had over the years. So the show will be most electronic in tone to match Vongolis' scope music, but we'll be wildly and widely as always, and we'll start off from Toronto's Lisa Conway, who records a little solo project as Elcon. She's been a member of Del Bell and the Owlbird in the past, but as Elcon, she does include upwards of 20 other musicians to help out, though for the recorded work, she works mostly with partner Andrew Collins of the Skeletones 4. She did some recent work for the feature film Mary Goes Round, but we're going to go back to 2016's Moon Milk. This will be Elcon with Form of Space. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here, live from the realms of Studio A, as that tech noir little station that you know and love as CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. <laughs> Thank you. 
save the date for Pivots and Spins, Access Gallery's annual auction fundraiser on November 18th at 7 p.m. Promising to be Access's most exciting auction yet, Pivots and Spins features spectacular work generously donated by over 50 local and international artists, including Eli Bornowski, Daria Ake, Cindy Machizuki, Kathleen Ritter, and Sandra Semchuk. Complete with handcrafted cocktails, organic BC wines from Summerhill Pyramid Winery, Pilsner from Steam Whistle Brewery, works expertly framed by fine art framing, and music organized by CITR 101.9 FM. Check out www.accessauction.tumblr.com for more details about contributing artists, the silent auction, and live auction works.
From Montreal, that was Pith, and that's spelt with two I's in the middle, P-I-I-T-H. And off the 2016 album, Sweet Sweet Morning, that was song I wrote about you, with four U's capitalized there. Pith is the duo of Chris Love and Andy Finlay, and there was an original iteration of Pith with a conventional rhythm section, so it was a trio, but recently it did pare down to love, and then uh, Finley joined. So, wonderful moody stuff. And then we started off with Elcon off of Moon Milk. We heard Form of Space. Behind me, from Bordeaux, France, originally, but has since moved to Berlin, this is uh, Jejotronic. Not the 2014 release drum program we're listening to, Traffic. And Jejotronic is the project of Jeremy Cotero. And he was inspired by Jean-Michel Jarre's Equinox album when he was nine years old. And at one point, this show was going to feature some Jarre, although more on the oxygen side, but it missed the cut. But we'll always play some Jarre. Quality stuff. Jetrotronic's most recent release came out last year, and it's known as Strap On. Now, one thing I do not have any music for, but I do want to bring attention to, is uh, the third iteration of the International Society of Contemporary Music's Festival World New Music Days 2017 is going on here in Vancouver. And uh, everything started on the 2nd of November, so this past Thursday. And there's still some events lined up both today, tomorrow, and then in conclusion on Wednesday. So the International Society of Contemporary Music the world's premier network for new music and it is hosted in a different city around the globe so Vancouver made its mark this year and the Canadian League of Composers along with uh, the team Music on Main have welcomed nearly 50 countries for a festival of new music with new ideas new collaborations and new fusions so there are events happening all throughout town along with some symposiums one event I definitely know of that I can mention is that uh, tomorrow evening so that's uh, November 7th at the main branch of the Vancouver Public Library. There's going to be a fantastic performance featuring any number of guitarists. And they're also playing a synchronized piece. So if you want to see the full schedule of events, how to get tickets, go to iscm2017.ca. International Society for Contemporary Music. 2017.ca. Learn more. Up next, we'll go to Toronto. And Vire, spelt with a V, is the alias of Philip Wilson. Most recent release came out this year. It's called No Screens, but we're going to go off to the 2015 EP Surrender. Some wonderful music here. Vire, with Dusted Off first. Thank you. 
Are you in need of any assistance today, sir? No. I could help you cross the street. No. I Tired of the world of no when you have so much to give? The idea on Discord got you in an outfit for all that stuff. Volunteer Wednesdays are back in the CATR lounge. It's an open house for members like you who are looking to meet cool people and get into the station. Join up, meet some folks, help some causes, or just hang the freak out. At the CRTR Discord Lounge from 1 to 3 every Wednesday for food and good times. Well, I gotta help you cross something.
Vancouver's own Martin Bayless from the 2016 album People. 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 People are patterns. We heard both ends broken. Bayless relies on vintage synths and drum machines and so he's inspired by uh, acts like Bruce Hack and Dan Deacon. He's also an improviser sketch comedian with the Blind Tiger team known as Reynolds. And he's also acted and produced several shorts in 2014. Martin Bayless is uh, promising new music to follow up on People Are Patterns. There's a preview track on SoundCloud through Spill Magazine's website. Somewhat in the same vein, but not as quirky, but still enjoyable. In the background, this is music, and you spell that with the Greek symbol for micro. The U with the squiggle thing on the other side. Because we like to visualize our characters here. And then ZIQ. Off of 2015's XTLP, we're listening to Smeester. And music's the alias of Mike Paradinus. And he runs the Planet Mew label. Which uh, has been putting out a lot more releases. As it approaches 20 years in life. My name's Gak. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. Up next, Burial. Now, he's put out three singles this year already. Not all of them through Hyperdub. He's been putting out some other material on a new uh, label. I have to get the name of it because uh, I only saw the release posted recently. But in time, I'll share that to you. But we'll go with something that just came out over the summer here. And this is the A-side to a 10-inch through Hyperdub. This will be Burial with Subtemple.
world's most shocking monster. That techno rock you guys listen to is godless. I'm sure. And the only reason you don't understand our music is that you don't like it. After I'm gone, your Earth will be free to live out its miserable span of existence. Can anyone stop their mechanical mail? All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. My extremities pulsating with tingling sensation. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Swaying back and forth. A beautiful thing taking me away. You are a robot. You must listen to Synaptic Sandwich. Saturday nights from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. on CITR FM 101.9.
That was Calgary's Velisca. And off the most recent album, On Pause, out now through the new label, Trouble and Utopia, we heard a pause. Velisca is the alias of Krzysztof Suyada, who runs the Bow Bottom Records. Co-host CJSW's show, Catharsis Processed. That is Velisca right now. He's been touring a little bit of Europe. So... Wonderful Calgary experimental electronic ambience there. It's always good to hear what other radio programmers are creating on the artistic sense. Behind me, this is Joseph Shabison. And from an album that came out this year through the Western Vinyl label called H. We'll spell that out. A-Y-T-C-H-E. This is Long Swim. And Shemison's known for playing uh, this instrument here, the saxophone, with Dan Bahar in Destroyer. And I believe you can hear him in bits of uh, Destroyer's latest album, Ken. Which I'm overdue, I'm playing some more material from. Especially now that uh, October's well in the rearview mirror, and all the horror themes are gone. Let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are available this week. There's a big list, so I'm trying to pare this down as much as I can. So as new releases go, there's an interesting intersection of 60s presidential information, at least for films, because uh, LBJ, a movie about the president who followed JFK, its score by Mark Scheiman is out through Lakeshore Records. And that label is also the one that put out the movie about his wife. It's called Ladybird. Music's done by the great John Bryan. Patrick Doyle's score to Murder on the Orient Express comes out through Sony Masterworks this week, along with the film. Roman Jenny Israel Esquire. Sony Classical's putting out James Newton Howard's soundtrack to that. Carter Burwell's score to Three Billboards Outside Ebing, Missouri is out through Versa Saraband. And if you've been watching this on CBC, or perhaps on Netflix... Sarah Pauly's adaptation of Margaret Lawrence's Alias Grace. The music's done by two Toronto brothers, Jeff and Michael Dana. That's out through Lakeshore Records. Video game fans will be proud that uh, Wilbert Roger II did the music for the latest Call of Duty World War II. That's through Activision. Nice combination of the Roman numeral two there. We were talking about Margaret Lawrence before, and I should have put these together, but nope. There's a vinyl version of Adam Taylor's score to the recent version of The Handmaid's Tale. And at some point, I do need to profile that. Although part of what I'm planning for that is uh, digging up the uh, early 90s film adaptation that came out in Canada some time ago. Michael Giacchino did the music for the latest Walt Disney animated movie called Coco. Danny Alfman is helping out with DC Comics Justice League movie that's out through Water Tower Music. And if you caught this documentary last year, I believe it was, although it's been screening regularly in uh, Vancouver this year, it's a Turkish documentary about cats called Kitty. Lexo Records is putting out Kira Fontana's soundtrack to that. Elsewhere, as re-releases go, there's a whole bunch of deluxe and limited editions of films. We're talking about uh, Jean-Michel Jarre before. His dad, uh, Maurice Charest. There's a deluxe edition of Almost an Angel out through the rest of Saraband. 
Douglas Schifrin did the score for the big brawl. It's out again through Quartet Records. Jerry Goldsmith. We played some music from last week. We did The Omen, but the deluxe edition of his score to The Haunting is out there for us, the Saraband. There's a new pressing of Quincy Jones's scores to McKenna's Gold and In Cold Blood through Entrada. Brian May, but not the guitarist from Queen, but uh, there's a new edition on vinyl of his score to the original Mad Max. And then what else do we have? Henry Mancini, limited edition of 1,000 units of his score to sometimes a great notion. That is coming out through uh, Quartet Records. What else do we have? Nina Rota, there's a remastered edition of his score from Satyricon through EMI Music Italia. And then if you caught this movie a few years back with Jeff Bridges being a country singer, Crazy Heart is a vinyl edition of the soundtrack to that featuring Stephen Burton, T-Bone Burrett, the Oscar winning song from that time featuring uh, Ryan Burnham. That's out through New West Records. All right, up next, we're going to head to Amsterdam with the musician known as Kai Hugo. And he's an interesting way of dividing the music that he does because he does have a live band that performs, but he also does some bedroom electronic music too. So what he's done, he's taken the same alias called Palm Borum. Palm, like the palm of your hand, and then Bowman, B-O-M-E-N. Palm Bowman 1 exists as the band, but uh, a lot of attention is being brought up to his side project, which is called Palm Bowman 2. There's your Roman numerals again. Aye, aye. He's opening for cut copy on certain dates this autumn, and uh, he has a release now through the Beats in Space label. Beats in Space, based on the radio show that broadcasts out of WNYU Tuesday nights in New York City. And yeah. It's a great little album. It's called Memories of Cindy. And this is the lead track that came out from it. And we'll definitely be playing more of this in the future. This is Palm Bowman 2 with the ultimate love story fantasy.
Sometimes it feels like the only thing you can count on in life is the fact that Mint Records will always have a Christmas party and always have it ridiculously early. This year, join Woolworm, Needles and Pins, Jay Arner, Supermoon, Kellerisa, and Dumb at the Astoria on December 2nd for music, presents, and Christmas fun. And now a message from a very excited radio announcer. Oh, uh, sorry. I mean, Just for Laughs. Just for Laughs presents the Alternative Comedy Tour. We gotta get out of here! Featuring star of Silicon Valley, Deadpool, and everything else you like, T.J. Miller. Yeah, I was the star of Yogi Bear 3D, but, uh, I don't need to get into that. With special guest, Flight of the Concords, Reese Darby. I probably shouldn't be doing this. It's a risk. And hosted by Nick Vatterot. The Just for Laughs Alternative Comedy Tour at the Vogue Theater November 17th. On sale now at Ticketfly.com. For details, check Metro News or go to hahaha.com slash alternative. This has been a message from Just for Laughs Alternative Comedy Tour. We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. From the second part 
of the three-part planned release, the second just coming out a couple weeks ago. That was Off World, off the album number two. We heard Island Fanfare. In the background, this is Memory Drip. And Off World is part of a project by Toronto's Sandro Perry. And volume one came out last year. We definitely played a fair bit of music off that in the past. Usually me talking over it. But there's new stuff. So I have to digest this. And of course, sometime in 2018, Volume 3 will be coming out. And of course, a new world awaits you in the off-world colonies. As this week's profile here on Exploding Hit Movies is going to be on the 1982 film Blade Runner. Now, before we get into Vongolis' music from there, and more information about Vongolis, I'm going to feature two songs that uh, sample some of the music and then some of the uh, dialogue and otherwise fully work from the film. There was one song I did want to grab, but it's on an album that's been out of print, which is unfortunate because the Delirium has been a big part of Vancouver's electronic music scene since the 90s, but their pre-network stuff Hard to find. And at some point in the midst of CRTR's move from the old student union building, we lost. Or that CD is somewhere in a place I cannot find. So we'll dig up some delirium in the future once we can find what we're looking for. So the album's from 1991, I believe, called Stone Tower. So I'll find some Red Hill for you later. In the meantime, though, we'll head to uh, Montreal first. The band's called Headscan. It's a duo of Claude Charnier and Christian Pomerleau. They do some dark dance and industrial music here. They're still listed as active, but there's been no releases since 2005's Pattern Recognition, which is where this song comes from. This will be Head Scan with Slipstream Monocraft. You're listening to Exploding Hemis here. CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest here on campus. Thank you. 
I call it transcendence. DJ Smiley Mike and DJ Caddyshack.
Going back to 2008, from somewhere in the UK, we heard Zombie from Where Were You in 92. We heard the Blade Runner sampling there of Rutger Hauer's character, Roy Batty, and his famous monologue at the end, Tears in the Rain. Zombies had releases all over the place, including 4AD, XL, Big Data, where Were You in 92 originally came out through work discs, but there was a re-release in 2012 through Cult Music. Latest albums through Hyperdub, it's 2016's Ultra, but he did release an EP this year called Gasp. And behind me, this is Vongolus, with the main titles to the 1984 film The Bounty, about the ship on which a mutiny occurred, starring Anthony Hopkins and Mel Gibson. Vongolus, some of you may pronounce it Vangelis, and I've had to read many forums and various interpretations to have found a proper Greek place to identify it, because apparently his name isn't actually proper Greek. But again, he was born when Greece was occupied by Italy in World War II. Born Evangelos Odysseus Papantasio, but these are known as Vangelis. Greek composer, originally started off in Prague acts like uh, Forminx and Aphrodite's Child. But in the 70s, he went solo, and he kept a little bit of a Prague angle at first. But he slowly kept more my classical synth electronic, particularly in 1976 with the album Heaven and Hell. Well worth a listen. Something I need to share at some point once there's time, because the pieces are kind of long... But in 1973, he did his first soundtrack for a French TV documentary called L'Apocalypse des Animaux. It's probably most famous for a score to the 1981 film Chariots of Fire with its uh, chiming piano. 
1982 probably came up with uh, his most acclaimed score to uh, Blade Runner directed by Ridley Scott starring Harrison Ford Sean Young and the aforementioned Rutger Hauer story based in part from Philip K. Dick's 1968 novel Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep although a lot of some of the incidental story was excised but the title comes from a William S. Burroughs screenplay based on the trade of illegal surgical tools and Blade Runner if you haven't seen it I'm not aware it's a sci-fi based in LA in the year 2019 which doesn't seem so far off anymore but it's almost like a film noir whereby androids although known in that universe as replicants exist they mostly work off of the earth which has been abandoned by the rich in off-world colonies. Before the androids, replicants come back to Earth, cause a disruption. Saracen Ford's character has to hunt them down and quote-unquote retire them. Vongolis did the score, and I'll tell you a little bit more information about the release of the soundtrack, because it exists in many forms, but I'll also tell you about the film story too. But I find it helps to get in the music right away. And uh, what better way to do it than with the opening? So from Blade Runner, and I'll talk about which release of the soundtrack I'm relying on since uh, it's one of many bootlegs. Anyways, this will be the prologue and the main titles to Blade Runner here on Exploding Head Movies, CITR, 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
Crumb, the original Blade Runner film from 1982, heard of Vongolus. First off, with the mighty prologue and main titles, featuring the wonderful sort of synth sweep that you get from a Yamaha CX-80, and then pipe it through a massive reverb unit. Then we heard a little bit more chimey elements there from uh, the Voigt-Kampf test, referring to the equipment used to determine if an individual was a human a replicant or not, based on a series of questions and then measuring things like iris movement and blush response. The background here, this is one of the non vongolus songs from Blade Runner. And it's the title track to a 1978 solo album by Gail Lawton, jazz harpist. This is Harps of the Ancient Temples. And Lawton worked on many film and cartoon soundtracks. You can actually see his hands and arms if you see Cary Grant's movie the Bishop's Wife. Otherwise, uh, you can hear him on the soundtrack to Marlon Brando in A Streetcar Named Desire. Also played with Mel Torme back in 1947. Now, there's at least seven different versions of Blade Runner. There's a 1982 theatrical release with a voiceover done intentionally bad by Harrison Ford. And this is what bombed in the theaters and everyone thought that <laughs> this movie was done for. Although before he died, the author of the original story that Blade Runner is based on, Philip K. Dick, saw a 20-minute demo reel of the effects. And after being originally sort of cantankerous towards the entire process, he was blown away by it, and he asked to have the reel played back to him as he marveled how close the world in the movie matched the vision of his book. Otherwise, uh, the author William Gibson walked out after about 10 or 15 minutes or so of Blade Runner when it first came out because it hewed too closely to the vision that he had for his 1984 debut novel, Neuromancer. In 1992, there was a director's cut of Blade Runner released, and it was based on feedback after a screening of the work print in an L.A. theater. It wasn't totally planned, but once people found out that there was a voiceover list version, people clamored for it. And uh, it was a re-put-out-to-movies. That is not even a whole bunch of words you put together. It was re-released to the theater during that time. And then based on all the history of tracking VHS rentals of people as they picked up Blade Runner after the fact, for being the movie that it was, a, uh, one of the first DVDs put out was that director's cut. But then in 2007, a final cut came out featuring what the director Ridley Scott had kind of hope for, although there was some controversy about the ending since it alluded to one idea about Harrison Ford's character that, uh, let's say the sequel kind of has uh, adopted, but I'm not going to go into any further detail in case you haven't seen it at all. Now let's, let's listen to more Vangelis here, and I'll talk about the soundtrack releases because they're also kind of awkward, but we're going to listen to a piece here that features uh, Dick Morrissey on saxophone. And one of Blade Runner's biggest fans growing up is Gary Newman, we know for the Tuboe Army. Although prior to the film, he was a big Philip K. Dick fan. And once he found out who played saxophone on this song, he went to hunt him down and help him record some tracks in the 80s. And I'll actually next week dig up the song that actually ties almost directly to part of the ending for the original Blade Runner. It'll be important because uh, Gary Newman is coming to town. Playing at the rickshaw later in the month. We'll cover more information about that later. So, with Dick Morrissey and saxophone here, this will be Vongolus from Blade Runner. This will be the love theme. <laughs> <laughs> 
So continue on with Vongolis' score to Blade Runner. We heard uh, Rachel's song there, featuring uh, wordless vocals by Mary Hopkin, a Welsh singer best known for her 1968 hit, Those Were the Days. Producer of that, a man by the name of Paul McCartney. Sometimes known as the best player in Wings, but yeah. But yeah, Hopkin actually was the first act signed to the Beatles' record label, Apple. And behind me, this is Vongolis with Dangerous Days. So there are three official soundtrack releases of Vongolis' music from Blade Runner. And it has a weird kind of history. Because in 1983, an orchestral version came out in that it wasn't the synths that you heard in the film that were played. It was actually a symphony orchestra. And that was the main release up until 1994. Vongolis went through and created at least a single album release for CD. Although, it only included 12 of the pieces of music from his score. And it featured a whole bunch of uh, dialogue and other audio snippets over top of the music. 2007, a triple CD release came out for Blade Runner's 25th anniversary. You can definitely pick that up on iTunes easily. The other two, harder to find. But again, all the little audio snippets that won't now appeared there. So for the record, uh, the New American Orchestra was the one that did the uh, cover of 1982 of the score there. But all the music I'm playing with you is uh, from one of the numerous bootlegs, because between the time of 1982 and 1992, people definitely wanted to hear Vongolis' music. And there were numerous delays and other sort of sequencing issues that uh, happened so people definitely jumped and did what they could with the music available. And the music we're listening to for on my side is from a uh, 2011 bootleg called the Blade Runner EMS Recombination Definitive Edition, spanning three CDs. But there were multiple versions. The most recent one I saw is now a five-CD set and then a DVD all full of uh, other sampled music, and there's some DJ mixes there, too. So, aside from that, uh, one thing I didn't mention before is uh, Vongolis, when he did the scoring, he was watching a VHS copy of some of the early prints that were available to him, and uh, the way that he composed the score was mostly by improvisation. So he'd watch a scene, get to the heart of the feeling of it, and then just sort of come up with music on the spot for it. Now, I'll talk about some of the awards that it uh, became available, but we listen, need to listen to two definite cues here. I'm going to start off with a reference to the replicant Roy Batty's monologue at the end. This will be Tears in Rain.
So from the score, it's 1982's Blade Runner is taken from the definitive edition of the EMS Recombination. Referring to a term about possibly extending a replicant's life. Weird Vongolus, first with tears and rain before the epic end titles. And Vongolus' score to Blade Runner was nominated for a Golden Globe in 1983, but lost to not only the Golden Globe winner, but the Oscar winner that year. John Williams, the music from E.T. the Extraterrestrial. As for the film itself, it was nominated for two Oscars, one for art and set decoration. And in that case, it was helped tied to a 1981 writer's strike that delayed filming a Blade Runner by several weeks, but allowed the pre-production folks to spend a lot more time making a more dystopic-looking L.A. The other Oscar it was nominated for was for visual effects, but nothing was won on that side. And for those curious, Vangelis was asked to score Blade Runner 2049. But based on interviews, he turned it down because he felt like he couldn't return to that world or offer anything new to that. So next week, we're going to listen to music from the Blade Runner sequel. Music by Hans Zimmer and Benjamin Walfish. Two acts pretty familiar to the show. One more than the other. Under the background, this is a cover of Vangelis's Memories of Green, which originally appeared on a 1980 album called See You Later, but a reverb-heavy version exists in the Blade Runner soundtrack. But this is the Jazz at the Movies band off of 1993's Body Heat, their take of Angelus's Memories of Green. Anyways, that's going to be it for Exploding Head Movies this week. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it is the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. We will take you to midnight and beyond. So stay to the rest, to the rest of CITR's fine Monday programming. And perhaps he won't slur his words together as he's trying to think at the same time as he speaks. If you missed any of this week's episode, visit the Exploding Head Movies show page. Catch up on this show once I post the playlist along with past shows, along with the podcast. www.citr.ca You can email me, radiofreegack at gmail.com Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its own name and then on Twitter. I'm at 100 Air. So next week, yes, Blade Runner 24-9 is the rest of uh, November looks. We need to do some Mogwai since they're coming to town. Uh, we should probably look at Stranger Things, too. And also, same time, too, I probably have to start watching that. There's also the video game Grand Theft Auto celebrating its 20th anniversary soon, so I might dig up some music from the game series all this time. But December's getting close. And, of course, most of that programming's locked in stone, such as it is. We're going to close with a little bit of a jazzier number. I was hoping to provide some stuff from Blade Runner. But uh, recent news is Fats Domino passed away, alias of Antoine Dominique Domino Jr., legendary pianist and singer-songwriter from New Orleans, rock and roll pioneer. His 1949 single, The Fat Man, sold a million copies. Known for songs like Ain't That a Shame, Blueberry Hill, Walkin' to New Orleans. He died October 24th this year due to natural causes. He was 89 years old. Instead of playing the songs you probably know, we're going to go with a weird 1985 single featuring Doug Kershaw. And it was commissioned by a fast food chain that was recently in the news. As it turned out, their uh, popcorn chicken was an important ingredient 
at another restaurant's place. Just kind of all forms of weird. So, from 1985, off the My Toot Toot single, this is the B-side. This will be the B-side. Fats Domino, Doug Carshaw, with Don't Mess With My Popeyes. Take care of yourselves, Vancouver. And we'll see you in a wet seven days. Don't mess with my Popeyes. Don't mess with my Popeyes. Now you can have the other chickens. But don't mess with my Popeyes. Don't mess with my Popeyes. Don't mess with my Popeyes. Now you can have the other chickens. But don't mess with my Popeyes. No, you better not risk it. We got a taste for Cajun cooking. So don't mess with my Popeyes. Don't mess with my kid bud. Or your name is gonna be bud. We gotta have that taste. They got it Popeyes place. Popeyes, Cajun nuggets. I had some and I dug it. Haven't had such a thrill since Blueberry Hill. You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show, the first show in the merry month of November, coming right up right now. <laughs> 